Hello and welcome to episode 187 of the Redbox Report, the weekly movie podcast where we review the latest Blu-rays and DVD releases for Redbox. I'm your host, Bob Phelan. I'm your co-host, Joel Phelan. And on this episode, we're going to take a look at Sully, the Tom Hanks vehicle. <laughs> the vehicle is an airplane where he plays Sully Sullenberger and lands the airplane on the Hudson. And to commemorate that, we're going to go over our top five airplane movies. And that's about it. So, what do you think? Uh, Tom Hanks is now the go-to guy when it comes to heroes that are in non-traditional vehicles. Yeah. After Captain Phillips, he's the guy on the boat. And now, in real life stories, by the way, now he's on an airplane. Even uh, like British spies, sort of like the yeah different but the same kind of deal. Yeah, he's a guy's guy. He's just he plays the everyman so well. <laughs> but Sully has eighty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, this was the pick of a Mister Edgar Chaput in our fall box office draft, and for some reason is I thought it was done making money last few weeks it's been making money again i don't know if it opened up somewhere overseas late huh. or something but man it's it's done pretty good for him um directed by clint eastwood the master craftsman an old guy we've reviewed a few of his movies on here before last one i think was american sniper but obviously starring tom hanks aaron eckert and laura linney is the story of Chels- chesley sullenberger also known as Sully, an American pilot who became a hero after landing his damaged plane on the Hudson River in order to save the flight's passengers and crew. And uh, we'll be full spoilers here because it is a true story. You know, there's yeah. nothing really to spoil. No twist. They didn't change history or anything. So we can open season on this whole story. What did you think coming into this? Coming in, uh, I was I was a little... Skeptical. I mean, Clint Eastwood, he is a guy who I have liked some of his movies. He's directed a lot, like Letters from Iwo Jima and Mystic River, which I think we talked about last year, or maybe it was this year. And like, But those were so long ago. You know, that was 10 years ago or so. And just seems as of late, hadn't liked a movie of his since those movies probably yeah, eight like, years American Sniper was like a well made movie but had a lot of problems yeah well even like um, shoot what's the one uh, Gran Torino that was pretty good I did like that I think that was 2008 so yeah I that, agree I, that surprised me actually that was eight years ago but even the movies I don't like of his yeah he certainly has a steady hand He's he, they're well made movies even if they're not the most yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Fine All those movies are well made, but even if you don't really like them. He doesn't hit the like attention to detail too well. Uh, they're not exactly the prettiest movies cinematography-wise all the time. But yeah, certainly he knows his way around the camera, obviously. He's like 136 years old. so. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I was coming in with pretty low expectations, but I had heard good things about it was getting good reviews obviously 85% on rotten tomatoes uh, and yeah that that's about sounds about right to me what about you i kind of felt the same way i mean tom hanks Clint Eastwood, i was like it's probably going to be a well-rounded movie at the very least yeah it has solid to be honest, all over it. like before watching this movie i was sort of so sick and tired of hearing about this like sully the person, yeah, like not from like him himself, but like I just remember like watching TV or like the news, and like people would be like, "Oh, I gotta go." All these politicians kept having meetings with him, and I don't know. He was just like, just kept getting brought up, and brought up, and brought up, and I was just sort of like, nothing against what he did or whatever. I just was like, eh, it's gonna be or or I don't know. I was just sort of like iffy on the subject matter, I guess. But I gotta say, after watching the movie, my perspective that that is different. Yeah, I actually didn't know a ton about the story. All I know is, you know, what everyone knows. You see it on the news that 
wow, this pilot, he landed, this white-haired pilot landed a group of people on the river and they survived. He's a hero. And I never, like, that was the extent of what I knew. I didn't know there was, like, an investigation. Yeah, I think, and, you know, looking back, it was more of my ignorance. Yeah. And uh, maybe just disgust with media in general that maybe not be interested or whatever. Yeah. But did you like the movie? Yes, I enjoyed the movie thoroughly. I, yeah, I liked it a lot more than I expected to. I think it's a really good movie. I would recommend it to uh, anyone. I don't yeah. think it's amazing, but I think it's really, like you said, solid. It, the pedigree was there and, and execution it was there. It's certainly one you can recommend to your parents, your grandparents. Like, It's one you, you can watch around the kids. Like, It's just a good, solid movie that I think anyone could like. Yeah, I think now that I think of it, like, I sort of expected, like, how American Sniper, like, really beat the drum, you know what I mean? And it's like, just shoved it down your throat, this guy's a hero, hero, hero. Yeah. yeah and maybe I sort of expected that, and it's it's so much more subtle, you know, or maybe not subtle, but the Sully is. It was it, subtle. <laughs> I don't know, he's just a guy who is doing his job to the best of his abilities and with all his experience. And yeah. That's not taking anything away from him. I, what I'd imagine is that's sort of how he feels as well. Mm-hmm. But I, I just thought he was a really human person, and Tom Hanks is the perfect pick for that person. Yeah, I agree. Um... I guess the first thing we should get to that I've heard people bring up as one of the criticisms potentially is, is this enough to sustain an entire story or an entire movie? Is there enough drama or conflict here to really nece- necessitate it? Um, I don't think that's such like a black one. Yes and no. Yeah, I agree. Uh, like, on the surface, no. Yeah, but at the same time, I think it really becomes more about, like, how much we want to point the finger at people, in a way. Mm-hmm. I don't know, that's sort of the best I can... I would say... As much as he was being glorified, like, there were still people that wanted to be, like, this is not traditional, but, like... It had to be your fault. Yeah. I would say it, it is enough for a movie, obviously, because we like the movie. And Yeah. But I think it probably would have been, like, it would have been even better if it was just, like, an hour long. But no one makes hour-long movies. Yeah. You know, so they kind of, I feel like that's why they maybe had the, like, the emergency landing sequence twice. Um which actually didn't bother me. I thought it was well done the way they did it, but they kind of seemed like they were just a little bit of padding to get it to an hour and a half, which, hey, an hour and a half movie, that's pretty cool. It's short, to the point, brisk. But even so, it still felt like it could have been an hour, hour and ten minutes to to be the yeah, best it, movie it could it be. it did feel a little bit long for an hour and a half movie. Yeah. For sure. I still enjoyed it pretty much the way through. I never really wanted to turn it off or anything like that. Take a break. Yeah. I'll give you kudos for that. <laughs> it's not exactly like it has a ton of action or anything like that. Yeah. I guess the only quote-unquote action would be those emergency landing sequences, which did you like how they did it where it was like you saw it once from one pers- – it was kind of from different perspectives. Like you see it throughout a little bit here and there. And then at a certain point, you see it all the way straight through. And for me, I thought it was very effective. Yeah, I I agree. Um, For me, the best parts of the movie were just, like, the humanity and the characters. Like, like after Sully getting to the ferry, he's very, like, I need to know how many people got off. I need to know the number. Like, he was, like, so professional even in all that. Like, he was, I mean, I guess you could say he was, like, done. Or, like, or like little moments, like, with the air traffic controller. 
losing the blip and just being like devastated and then them saying that they landed in the river or whatever and they're fine yeah yeah and yeah I like that that I like the most my favorite thing was just Tom Hanks performance I thought he was great with the facial acting and I feel like you could see right into his soul about what he's thinking at all times you could see like the concern in his eyes and yeah and just seemed like whether you think like think that the investigation is necessary or not and maybe it was a foregone conclusion in reality but from Sully's perspective like I'm, he's got. You can see the doubts he's having himself. Like he's second guessing. Oh yeah, for sure. Even I mean, though he's giving the the standard answer that no, I did the right thing. I know it. But you can just see it on all over his face that he doesn't know. And the fact that this test came back that maybe he should have turned around and 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 went back. Like the whole verdict. I loved how not only was it a you know he did the right thing he's innocent of any wrongdoing his conscience was had the same exact verdict at the same time and he could finally yeah, finally let go of it that's so cool like the way they portrayed that because i feel like that's how like i would think and, like i know i did the right thing but then the more people doubt you the more you start thinking in your head like maybe i am wrong like even if you're certain yeah yeah everyone can relate to that and just a sense of relief that it brings to finally have, you know, everyone be on your side or at least see see it from your perspective and and that you were doing it for the right reasons. Like, But, yeah, Hanks is just so good at showing the guilt and the self-reflection and, like, all that's that there. something you can't teach. So it's quietly, yeah. It's, not, it's not, not some audacious performance or anything. So I would have no problem with him being nominated for an Oscar this year based on this. Even though yeah, it's I would agree. pretty small overall, but what do you think? Was Sully Sullenberger a hero or a zero? I'll give it. He's a hero. All right, fine. If it's in those black and white things, I guess he's a hero. No, I wonder if he really could have turned it around. I mean, obviously he was proven to be to have done the right thing, but I wonder if. Because that's another thing that I didn't really, that didn't cross my mind at the time watching it like in real life and seeing the news was, yeah, I just thought, wow, that's kind of cool. He landed in the river, and you know, but what this movie made me realize was this is New York City not long after 9-11. Yeah. And to just like, for whatever reason, I didn't have that perspective in reality, but Man, that had to really amp it up another level because that could cause a panic just people seeing a plane that close to buildings again, you know. Yeah. That brought another and level to it that I thought I was... People always forget people. that like a few years after a plane crashed in Queens, passenger. Yeah. Like Queens, like the part that looks like suburbs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that shit's crazy, man. That's scary. But, yeah, I was going to say, like, I think, regardless of if he could have or couldn't have, the thing he weighed was, first off, this is New York City, and there's some baggage with that, for sure. And if he did have to crash land, where were you going to crash land in, like, the most populated place in America? Yeah, that's that's a great point. He like, that's, it might be dangerous to land in the water, the river, but... It's certainly safer than trying to land it on a building or a street in New York City. Are you crazy? Yeah. And I also liked how the movie dealt with, or how he dealt with the fame of it. You know, just like having fans run up, give him hugs, and ask for pictures, autographs, that kind of stuff. Being on uh, David Letterman TV appearances and being recognized at the bar. Like, hey, you're that guy. Like... (laughs) This isn't a guy that was out looking for that. This is just a, yeah. a guy did his job, and all of a sudden he's thrust into the public eye like that. That that's got to be annoying. Like I, I liked how it portrayed that. Yeah, I agree. I I think that would be 
incredibly hard for anybody, uh, but especially like at his age, it'd be different if you were like a little bit younger, I think. Yeah. Tension might be a little more warranted or wanted. Right. Like I can understand, like I don't sympathize too much for these stars who went out looking for fame and fortune and then are like, whoa, too much invasion of privacy. Like obviously still sucks no matter what, but I mean, that's kind of what you were asking for in a way. But in this case, certainly that's not what he was asking for. He didn't think, I could turn around and go back, or I could land on the river and get my 15 minutes of fame, you know. So, yeah, just really liked the way they did that. And what did you think of, I guess, first, his the relationship with the co-pilot, Aaron Eckert? I thought that was pretty cool, actually. I liked their, like, chemistry. Yeah, I um, agree. I like that. I don't know. I feel like did we we learned, like, that this was the first time they ever really worked together, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I liked how it was kind of told out of order. So at first I thought, like, this was his normal co-pilot, buddy, but it just turned out that he just won that respect from him because of the way he acted in, in, the, in the sake of... Uh, you know, emergency or whatever. Yeah, for sure. It, I like their dynamic in that respect. Like, uh, he really went to bat for him. Yeah. Because of that. Yeah, agreed. And oh, the fact that it was birds in the engine, that's, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. But uh, what about his relationship with his wife? It's a little more complicated. Laura Linney played his wife and seemed like they were not getting along too well before this, and this didn't seem to help matters either. No, not really. I mean, it's a tough thing to tell because I'm sure when you're married that long, it's a little more like whatever in a way. Like, I don't know. I don't know the way to explain it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it didn't really help much of that at all. Like, especially with the thing coming in and yeah. out. And... It kind of just shows, like, yeah, this was a good guy who's good at his job, did the right thing, is a hero to a lot of people, but so he's not perfect. He, he's having trouble at, and at the home life and can't get along with his wife for whatever reason, you know. I think it's just another small way of showing, like, it's not all black and white, which that is the most surprising thing about the Clint Eastwood movie, because usually, I mean, like American Sniper, it's, you know, it's yes. hero, 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 like, could do no wrong, and the fact that there are shades of gray here, where he's actually showing some nuance in all aspects of someone's life and how they don't have to align perfectly, and in fact, almost never do, <laughs> Life's lives are complicated, people are complicated, and, uh, yeah, I like that, too. But, yeah, and <laughs> go ahead. I was going to say, like, I watched American Sniper, like, a few months ago. And, in actuality, it should be grayer than it is. But oh, it's hell. the way that he portrays everything around him that gives him this, like, aura. Because, in a way, like, when they're all calling him legend, he sort of doesn't think that. Mm-hmm. At least at first. But I don't know. I yeah. think he shoots things gray, but however he puts the movies together, they don't end up being that way. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's like his age, like the age that he comes from, the, the westerns and all that shit. But. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. It's very. It's kind of subtle for him. Yeah, at least for him, right? Like you said. Um, the funny thing that I heard <laughs> that I heard on a comedy podcast called Hollywood Handbook about this movie was like <laughs> he crashes the plane and then he calls his wife or or whatever and says something's gone terribly wrong what is it are you okay just turn on a TV just turn on a TV <laughs> like just tell tell your wife what the hell just happened just tell her to turn on a TV and then hang up and never talk, don't talk to her again for like <laughs> yeah. a day and a half. Uh, yeah, just the way, that, that's a great I'd podcast. like to see what the real return phone call of that was, you asshole. <laughs> yeah. 
they had another. There was a whole like twenty minute bit that they kept doing about this movie of like picking apart like these nitpicks, but it was pretty hilarious. So I would check it out as a companion to this review, if you can. Um, but yeah, like I feel like the last thing credit I'll give is like when they are out on the water, and you know it's an iconic image of them all in the wing and. And there's like a couple stragglers that the, what is it, uh, Navy SEALs or what, I guess what is it? The um, the people come from the helicopter and jump in the water to save them. What are those, yeah, people, yeah. What are those people called? Uh, I don't know. Is it the Coast Guard? Coast Guard. I don't know what they're, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Coast Guard. That's what I think I was thinking of. Um, but yeah, that was also really good. Like, because... In the pictures, it seems like they're all just comfortably there, but then this kind of shows it more close up, and it's like, that's still scary, even though they landed it. Like, you're still in this freaking cold water, and... Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, the things that could have gone wrong once they're in the water. Airplane could sink. All, yeah, all, blow up. Who knows? All kinds of stuff. That I didn't think about It's really again. cool how quick they were to get the boats over. Like, all the people in the boats just saw it immediately. Yeah. Yeah, I Look after, like, I went to New York a month ago, and we took the Staten Island Ferry, because that's where we stayed at. Like, there are a lot of boats in the water there. Like, oh, yeah. there's ferries, and then when those ferries go across, there are two machine gun-mounted, armed, like, speed boats following them at all times. Damn, yeah. It's, I don't know, it's pretty cool, like, the response and stuff. But. Yeah, I agree. Like, that was one of my favorite parts in the movie, too, just... The way that he um, handled that sequence when they actually landed in the aftermath of surviving even that. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. But this is kind of the opposite for me where The Magnificent Seven, we more talked about all these negatives and then we're like, yeah, but it's a fun movie, six and a half. This is kind of like all we've been talking about is all these positives and great things. But yeah, in the end, like I would recommend it. I did like it, but... It's just a strong seven and a half out of ten for me. Yeah, I was gonna say it's a strong seven. Yeah, it's just like it, but it's a forgettable seven at the same time. Yeah, in a way. exactly. Like I just at, like it's not probably gonna be on any of my year end lists. Spoiler alert for the award show in a couple of weeks. Probably not gonna win any awards for me. But just a really pleasant, good movie. The only the biggest thing for me was that it's just. It does, visually it's not the best looking movie I don't think he does a lot of grays and blues and for whatever reason it just doesn't sing for me visually it's a very like neutral palette yeah and also like I said it probably would have been if this was like a crisp hour it probably would be a higher score but it did feel slow at times um, despite only being an hour and a half so yeah that's my biggest complaints but I don't know. It's funny how it works. I, I guess it, it just in your gut, you know if it's a great classic movie or if it's just a yeah, for sure. good, respectable movie. And that's what this was for me. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Cool. All right, so <laughs> this movie had to deal with an airplane. So let's get to our top five movies that had something to do with an airplane or airplane movies, however you want to distinguish it. Yeah. Um, and to my surprise, I had a, a great list as my top five. Like, there's been some really good movies that involve airplanes. Yeah, um, I made some cuts. Like, there's some movies that, like, could have easily been on my list and maybe higher up, but, like, uh, like one, for instance, Christian Bale, he is a pilot in the beginning, but it's more about him being a prisoner of war. Yeah, Rescue Dawn. Yeah. Honorable mention for me. And so I personally, I stuck a little, I don't know. Specific. But yeah. Yeah, my, my example that probably or would have been on my list, but I cut it because it was a little bit, uh, a little not as important to the plot or the story was Castaway. Oh, uh, yeah, for there, sure. There is a plane crash and all that, but not really a big part of the story. I mean, obviously it is, but as far as like, time in the movie and all that kind of stuff for me it's that's not, not that's movie. not what it's about to me and maybe uh no i feel like the rest of them i can argue pretty well that they deserve to be in my top five 
But what's your number five? My number five is, I believe it's Die Hard 2. Yes, at the, the, the airport, right? It's like a, a small airport in the snow. And yeah, it's, uh, it's Dulles. Dulles Airport, yeah. Not far away. Um, I always get all, like, I can differentiate all the Die Hard movies, but I can never remember which one's which. Um, I don't know. It's been a long time since I've seen this movie, but I love the Die Hard movies. Yeah. Um, I think I've seen three the most and one. One, yeah, for sure. One's one of the best movies ever. Yeah. But yeah, uh, the one image from Die Hard 2, Die Harder, that sticks out to me is when the guy gets sucked into the um, the exhaust or whatever, the the, the turbine. Oh, yeah. And he's just mincemeat. He's just like a blood splatter at that point. As much as I like like this movie and all, for some reason my head would turns like, I think it was for the Sega Saturn. There was a Die Hard game that was like that game, what's it called, like Time Crisis or something? Yeah, Time Crisis. Yeah. Light Guns? Yep. I always remember playing that Die Hard game because it starts in the airport I don't care what anyone says. Those, those games were pretty fun. Yeah, for sure. Especially, like, I think we had it for Sega Saturn. I think that was one of, like, the first games for Sega Saturn. But when yeah. you're actually in the arcade with the gun, like, that's that's a good time. Awesome. But they're money machines. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Definitely screw you on purpose. <laughs> no doubt about it. <laughs> All right, my number five. This is a Martin Scorsese joint starring Leonardo DiCaprio as Howard Hughes. It's The Aviator. On my list. All right. Yes. Uh, Leo's great here. And this is like a one of these Scorsese movies that if you didn't know that he directed it, you would think Scorsese is like the mafia guy, the, uh, yeah, the, yeah. the gangster guy. But this is just like a drama about a filmmaker who's a... Uh, you know, obsessed with airplanes. And I think it's just a great movie about someone like descending into madness, right? He's peeing in jars and yeah. Uh, was it Howard Hughes? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, great performances. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I remember loving it at the time. One of my favorite movies of that year. Um, just, yeah, I got this in, uh, my favorite Blu-ray pack ever. Goodfellas, The Departed, and The Aviator. Nice. That's pretty good. <laughs> but yeah, I like the way it's shot. I just like the production values and everything about it. Yeah, it's a movie I probably deserves a rewatch because I haven't seen it in a while, but just a, a really, really good movie at down at number five. You know what? As much as I like this movie and... Much so like Scorsese and DiCaprio, it's probably one of my least favorite Scorsese or DiCaprio films. But well, they work together a lot, and they always make fantastic. Movies. Yeah, I was going to say that's not like saying it's not a great movie. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Tough competition for sure. What's your number four? My number four, I used to actually sell it. Okay. But like I said, I was trying to stay pretty. Yeah, strict. You're such a law-abiding citizen. When it yeah, comes. I always follow the rules. <laughs> yeah. You never put the wire on any list, even if it's top five movies about elephants or something. Never random. Hey, could be on this list. There could have been a five-minute scene involving an airplane in one episode. Rumored season six or whatever the wire is going to be about the airlines. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, my number four... It's going completely away from The Aviator. This is a comedy, a classic comedy. It's in the title. There's an exclamation mark. It's Airplane. Oh, I forgot about that. I mean, just one of the great pure comedies, I feel like, of all time. As far as just throwing shit at the wall every minute, you know, spoof kind of movie. Yeah. Like, it's hilarious. And um, there, even Airplane 2 is pretty good, but... Yeah, this is the, the, God, I was thinking of the creator, uh, Mel Brooks, yes, Mel Brooks yeah. movie where <laughs> this is Flight, and 
one of the best gags is like there's an inflatable co-pilot, right? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, take over. Uh, I can't remember a lot about it, but I just yeah, remember it's been a long time, but... laughing a lot <laughs> and watching it many times as a kid. Printed this from Blockbuster handbook. Yeah. Probably watched it when I was too young, but oh well. I grew up okay, so it's, it's a classic comedy. Deserves a rewatch. That's what I, my list of top five airplane movies just shows. I need to rewatch all these airplane movies. Yeah, huge challenge. <laughs> yes, yes. One of the best. My number three is The Aviator. All right. Spoiled that fun for you. Well, my number three, another thing I've recognized about my list is that they're like completely different movies from each other. Yeah, <laughs> so really far. And my number three is an animated film from Studio Ghibli. Probably my favorite movie that they've ever made. It's cracked at the bottom of my top 100 movies of all time. The Wind Rises. Really? You, this is your favorite? Yeah. Yep. I haven't seen this, but a lot of people say like it's an amazing movie, but like compared to his other movies, whatever. No way, man. For me, this is tops. Like, and I like every Studio Ghibli movie I've ever seen a lot. I really like what they do, the art, the art style, everything, but. And I was skeptical going in because this is more of a straightforward, realistic yeah, it's not story. Fantastical yeah. or whatever. There's no monsters and all that kind of stuff. But man, this was a powerful movie for me. It's uh, it's the story of uh, the guy who created the um, Japanese bombers, I guess, the suicide. Uh, oh, the kamikazes. Yeah, the, I think the kamikazes, and it's just a. First of all, visually, it's stunning. It's amazing visually, of course, as you would expect. But you really care for this character and the story, like the journey he goes through. He's not a bad guy. He's just a guy who invents, you know, different kinds of airplanes and this kind of things. And again, I relate it back to Rogue One in a way. I won't say why, but um, yeah, this guy and... It's just like a conflict inside of him, like, should I be doing this, should I not? But it's it's not even just about the basic story that it's telling. It's like a great story about creativity on its own, like, and just, like, art in general. Like, you're creating this art, and it can be used for anything, you know, once it's out of your hands or once you pass. It's about le- leaving a legacy. Like, I feel like it's... So much to it. One of the best animated movies of all time. I I can't say enough things like about the, it. Uh, the Alfred Nobel of Japan. Right, right. Like uh, like the Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah. He invented dynamite. Okay. Actually, was used for war, and he was like really bummed about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the thing with Rogue One. Um, uh, Mads Mikkelsen's character. He's the scientist who like helped create the Death Star but he doesn't necessarily agree with the way they're using it. I won't say too much more. But Interesting, though. My shout-out was to Studio Ghibli in particular because so many of his movies have aviation, like, uh, themes. Yeah, apparently he was, like, a huge... Like, he's a Howard Hughes guy. He's just obsessed like, with Like, uh, Castle in the Sky, yep. I watched, uh, and Kiki's, even Kiki's Delivery Service. I haven't That's, seen that one, but I heard it's good. I really liked it. It's different. Like, it's a kid's movie, like... I don't know. It's it's amazing because he made it, but... Yeah. But, yeah, um, even, like, the scenes where it does get into more fantasy, where it's, like, he's daydreaming about something and it kind of gets a little crazy, like, those... He does so well, and... Yeah, I think you need to check it out. Yeah, for sure. I It's definitely on my list. I was actually looking at it today. Maybe I'll watch it tonight, to be honest with you. I think you should. You should um, check out Steam Boy. What's I don't that? know who the animator is, but it's a anime, but it's based in Britain. Okay. About them making this, like, all, like, steam engine thing. It's Maybe story-wise not as good as one of his, but the animation alone is so well done that it's... It's it's a real. I really liked it. It gets like mediocre reviews, but I'll give it a shot. 
watch. It took a long time to make because, like, uh, like the process of animation had to catch up with technology, or the other way around, technology had to catch up with them, or whatever. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, I'll check it out. What's your number two? My number two is maybe slightly my biggest stretch, but not really. It's Catch Me If You Can. It's my number two as well. I know you love this movie. I do. I love this movie so much. I really like this movie, but I don't think I like it anywhere near the realm that you do. (laughs) I just think it's one of the best chase movies, one of the best con man movies. Again, we're talking about Sully and great Tom Hanks performances. I think he's tremendous here as well. Same with Leo. Um, yeah, he played... And you gotta love any story that has a base in reality. Yeah, yeah, and they just play with it, like, to make it even more yeah. entertaining. But yeah, I guess you could tie... The way we tie this in is because one of his cons is he pretends to be a Pan Am flight, or uh, pilot. It's sort of his main con. Yeah, yeah. How he gets around the country. Right. Yeah, I just... I love it. The whole relationship between those two guys and just... I feel like they do a great job of making you see both sides, root for both guys. Like, on one hand, you want Tom Hanks to catch him and accomplish his goal. At the same time, you want Leo to get away the whole time. And Yeah, for sure. And you realize what Leo's doing is sort of, like, wrong, but at the same time, it's sort of like he's not hurting anybody yeah. for the most part. Yeah, and the whole movie has just this great, lighthearted, fun attitude about it where doesn't take itself too seriously it's moments of humor but when it calls for it it can get you know more of the drama side and yeah absolutely loved the movie probably my top 50 of all time wow yeah i mean it it is definitely a great movie if you haven't seen it you should definitely watch it yeah for sure what's your number one airplane movie of all time uh all right this might surprise you but i don't know Cheesy, you might not hold up, but I love this movie growing up for some reason. It's Top Gun. Top Gun. I feel I've seen it so long ago. I barely remember it. It didn't leave the the foothold on me the way it has a lot of people, but certainly. But I used to live with my other grandmothers. I'm pretty sure it was like one of the only VHSs that I was. Not that I was really not allowed to watch anything growing up, but something I could put on. Yeah. Shit. I used to watch it a whole lot. Well, I think anything with Patrick Swayze you could watch, right? Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, Tom, <laughs> Tom Cruise, Patrick Swayze, Goose, Iceman. Yeah. I yeah, mean, it's just... Through, I don't even know. It's not even really about war. I think it's more about them, like, training. And, yeah. It's got cheesy 80s music and, like, gratuitous shots, so... It's pretty much the epitome of an 80s movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, the volleyball scene and... Yeah. But I don't know, there's something, like, kind of, like, awesomely bad about it, maybe. I don't know. But it wasn't years ago, I don't think people looked at I think people looked at it as a great action movie. Yeah. yeah. It's Tony Scott, a good, great little thriller action director, and... Um, yeah, just through cultural osmosis alone, I know a ton about it, even though I haven't seen it probably since I was, like, 10. It's, like, one of the, the opening scenes. Actually, a lot of people say it's, like, one of the best cinematically, like, shot opening scenes for an action movie. The palette they use and all that stuff. Watched a few videos about it. But Danger Zone is the opening song. <laughs> yeah. <Awesome. laughs> Welcome to the Danger Zone. Classic song. But it's probably one of my favorite action movies, period. And it's actually probably the truest plane movies. Like, it's literally about fighters. <laughs> Pilots, yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like I'm, after a bunch of fun movies, I'm bringing the, uh, the mood down quite a bit for the ultimate plane movie, United 93. I thought that that would be on your list. Yeah, probably top 15, top 20 movie of all time for me. I think it came out at a time that 
I mean, I've ta- I wrote about it in my top 20 movies of the past 20 years article for, or a couple months ago. I've talked about it before. We even had a film club review on it. Uh, just an important movie to me. Yeah, I'm not some guy who's like obsessed with uh, patriotism and 9-11 and all that stuff. But this movie just put all that... Obviously, it was already in a bit of perspective for me. But this kind of just cemented things. And I, I think that it's executed incredibly well with... A lot of unknown actors, at least at the time, I don't know. I haven't re- I'm not going to rewatch it, but I haven't rewatched it to see if any of those unknowns became anything. But um, uh, who's the director? The guy that did uh, the the Bourne movies and Captain Phillips just did a great job of carrying the weight of it without being cheesy and you know hitting the nail on the head and over the, just the way World Trade Center did uh, the movie with Nicolas Cage. Uh, just incredibly well done and I think it's a great uh, honor for for the, these people's families to remember these people by like they did an incredibly heroic thing and uh, it's depicted as that in the, it's a great movie yeah I can't remember if I've seen it or at least all of it I think I've tried to watch it before but I will see it's a one time watch for me haven't rewatched it uh, for obvious reasons, but it's 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 great. It's uh, powerful, just in the sense of strangers helping strangers come together for to yeah. do the, like the bravest act you could possibly do, and yeah, not too much more I could say about it. Any honorable mentions? I just had the studio uh, Ghibli thing. Yeah. Okay. Like I said, I had Castaway, Rescue Dawn. Up in the Air just missed my list. Okay. The George Clooney movie where he travels around um, basically being the corporate guy who cut, like fires people, cuts down companies, and he's a royal asshole when it comes to his work. But long story short, it's a great movie um, from the year 2007, I think, which was a year full of great movies. Also, Snakes on a Plane. Yeah. Had to be on here. I don't don't think I've ever seen it, though. Had to be mentioned. It's like the joke, but of a lot of jokes. (laughs) And I think it went in knowing that. And it doesn't take itself too seriously. But it's a really good action movie, too, at the same time. Like, I think it's worth watching. It's ridiculous, of course. But I had a lot of fun with it when when I saw it at the time. I think I've said the story before. But I remember going and seeing a movie the theaters when that trailer first came out and it wasn't like the best movie and like the people turning on the movie but only making snakes and flames references <laughs> was hilarious <laughs> that's you gotta enjoy those special moments in theaters a lot of people hate that but i kind of like that in my movies like unless i'm going to like a really slow super dialogue heavy movie yeah it just depends like it depends on the movie, the the mood you're in, all a lot of factors, but yeah, there are. Oh, like like I'll say, I went and saw Star Wars last year, the first day, and I liked like kind of getting lost in the, the movie with other people, like, yeah, cheering, and even if you miss like a line or so, yeah, after it's that, certainly it's an experience. Uh, I don't get like to go out as much as I want to watch movies anymore, but it is a cool. I mean, I love watching movies by myself on my TV, undivided attention and stuff like that. But at the same time, yeah, it's great. The th- yeah, the I think when I was younger, I hated it. But now that I watch so many movies, it's, when I go to the theater, it's not often. And I always think of it like I'll probably watch this movie again at home by myself. So I'll enjoy the experience. Yeah. It makes horror movies scarier. It makes comedies oh, funnier. funnier. And it makes these rousing action movies more like exciting and adrenaline pumping, you know, and thrilling. Yeah. Yep. Sure. And even like especially for a movie like Gravity, like that's a movie that or Avatar that greatly benefits from a theatrical experience to immerse yourself into it. <laughs> I didn't have anything else I watched this week, but I did want to mention if you didn't have anything. No. I did play 
the new iPhone game, newish now at the time of people would hear this, Super Mario Run. Yeah. Nintendo's first ever phone game, iPhone game. Have you, you played? Uh, like it? Have you t- tried it at all? No. Uh, it's fun. I mean, I, like you can download it for free and get play the first three levels and do some limited things without paying the ten dollars. I still haven't paid the ten dollars. I think I probably will eventually because yeah. I am having fun with it. It's you know, it's a it's a side scroller, much like the actual Mario games or Super Mario or something. But you are constantly running forward, you touch the button to jump, touch it again to double jump, and it, it's, they, of course, Nintendo was able to come up with the way to make it work, I don't know, like, I doubted it when I first heard about it, that's going to be dumb, but they're very creative and good at, like, when they put their mind to something, they can make it work, and they certainly did. Uh, it plays very much like a regular Mario game, but different in an iPhone mobile kind of way. And I'm curious, I want to pay $10 just to get through like the, the the worlds and see how creative they did get because obviously the first three levels pretty basic. I want to see if they added any wrinkles, anything new. And there's a something you can do where you play like online with friends, multiplayer somehow. I think it oh, might really? be like a race type of thing where see who can get the most coins in X amount of time through a level, stuff like that. Not exactly I know, sure. I find it interesting that they're charging 10 bucks. I'm pretty happy about it because basically they said the whole freemium uh, platform is pretty uh, predatory. Yeah, and I like the way they're doing it because you would think it's freemium because it's free to download, but really it's just a free trial, which I think is smart because I'm not, I wouldn't have bought it for ten dollars with you know just out of the blue unless i like played it on someone else's phone or something so I'm, I'm glad they at least give you the option to try it out see what like the mechanics are all about and then uh and then buy it from there if you really want to keep going yeah i'll check it out at some point um i was like excited ish about it coming out because i was happy someone that knows how to make games and Generally speaking, they sort of treat their customers, come out and kind of fuck the trend a little bit. Yeah. Because there's this whole thing about how free games, like, really devalue things in the big picture, and it's just, the whole thing's pretty messed up on a lot of levels. But, uh, yeah, but I mean, it starts a better trend, though. Yeah, I hope so. I'd like to see Nintendo do more, or just even other companies, because I feel like this is the way it's kind of going. Or at least it is a a section of the paying audience that has been ignored by the big guys for a while, and it's growing. Obviously, people still play the traditional video games, but a lot of people, like myself, would be much more t- likely to purchase a, a great mobile game. And yeah. it's a good mix of, like, it's not too intense that you have to get lost into it and pay super close attention, and it's not too light either like it's still the same game you're used to but in short bursts and easy to play easy to easy to manage i like it i I probably i think i just talked myself into buying it so congratulations my wallet (laughs) you're a little bit lighter um but yeah that's all i had to say i just thought i'd mention it since it was kind of noteworthy and we we have done the video game podcast before yeah so pretty cool stuff Alright guys, we will catch you next week when we review Rogue One, a Star Wars story, as well as our top five most anticipated movies for the year 2017. And then the episode after that will be our award show, 4th Annual Redbox Awards. Really excited for both of those podcasts. And if you want to send us your thoughts on the new Star Wars movie or, and or, uh, your picks for any of the categories that we traditionally do for the Redbox Awards. Love to hear what you thought was the best rental this year, worst rental, best performances, anything you got. Send them to the Redbox Report at yahoo.com or shoot them over to at the Redbox Report on Twitter. I'm personally on Twitter at the Oriole Report. I'm on Twitter at Redbox Report. 
like us on Facebook, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on iTunes. And until next time, we'll see you later. The noise is loud, so turn it down.